0: On the Darren McCarty Show, I could not have thought to start this better going in to the playoff season for the NFL than to get our own great wrap-up from the dean himself. Yes, Mr. Michael O'Hara, the one and only DetroitLions.com. Uh, I figured what a great way to, to start out with our Lions in review. Mike, how are you on this fine Friday?
1: Uh, Darren, I'm doing just great. I want to know when you're going to become a vice president of the, of the Detroit Red Wings. Though it seems like they're bringing all the boys back. Come on, the, the Red it, it Red
0: does. Uh, you know what? We're going to touch on the, the Nick Lindstrom coming back, the boys back in town. But I like where I, I like my spot, Mike. And speaking of liking liking my spot, do you like the spot the Detroit Lions in are in? um a week after the end of the season with what you saw the whole piece of work this year
1: yeah I think you know I think we probably said this a couple of times during the season and I wrote it and said it at the beginning of the season in my so-called prediction column and all of that and I said look you want to win games obviously but to me the most important thing for the Detroit Lions with a new head coach and Dan Dan Campbell and his staff and you know, Brad Holmes, the general manager, the most important thing would be able to look at this team at the end of the season and say, yeah, it got better as the season went on. Now, obviously, getting beat 51 to 29 in, in the week 17 it doesn't show progress, but, but if you just watch the team play, uh, DMAC, I think it really did what it had to do with what they were playing with, and that was get better. Now, 3 13 and 1 doesn't necessarily automatically translate to you know, 9 and nine and eight or whatever next year, but they are better. And I think they did the most important thing you have to do when you have what really is a full out rebuild on that roster and that's get better and put good, solid young players in places where they can develop, where they can mature and get better and be the heart of your, of your team going forward. Not just, you know, continually patching holes, you know, with, with uh, veteran players who've got a year or two, left on their contracts, but really put some guys in there when it's time to win, they'll be part of your core. And I think that Brad Holmes and his staff did that. And I think what uh, D- uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach, did, he put life in that team where life didn't exist.
0: Word there, Mike, translate, right? Where you said it's translate. Nobody's seen more more what has come before. Why? Tell me why this is different. Than it has been in the past twenty years, thirty years to to whatever else. Because is it the belief in the building that you see being there every day that you hadn't seen in the past?
1: I think the most important thing is, and let's talk from the players, player and coaching perspective, because that's you know that, that's really the, the final part of it where you're really putting it that together. That's really really mixing things together and putting your product out is the the buy-in factor now it's got to be something good okay it really does you can't just buy into chaos and say okay here we go but they they had a plan uh dan campbell and his and his staff of what to do with the players they were getting from brad holmes and the other guys in the personnel department and the buy-in by the players was as close to absolute absolute as you're ever going to get in the national football league and those were you know, young guys, you know, rookies, undrafted free agents, whatever, whatever, cast system they were in, they bought into what Dan Campbell was was preaching, not just preaching, but actually doing. And one thing about him is what what you saw is what you got. He's authentic. What he told the players is what he told the media, and what he told the media is what he told the players. There were no surprises. Now. Doesn't mean everybody's thrilled with their position. You know, backups want to be starters, starters wanna be stars. I get all that. But accepting your role at the moment you have it is a hard thing to do in sports. And Dan Campbell in one year was able to do that. And that's that to me, that's a that's a hell of a start for any franchise.
2: Mike O'Hara, Detroit kindly joining us. Mike, I, I just want to echo what you said. I, I couldn't agree more and we use the C word so often culture and and you know no disrespect to anybody but (laughs) the last few years you know we saw teams that were I mean these guys were done in November and anybody that watched this team to the end of the season they were still going even when they were getting pounded by Seattle they were still going and they were having fun as well I mean that was a huge eye-opener for me.
1: Well you mentioned the Seattle game Sean and that's a that's a great point by you and and You know, people are wondering, well, why is he he going for it on fourth down and and they're behind, you know, final score 51 to 29? Why is he trying these trick plays? Because he's telling the guys, don't quit. Keep playing. Don't just be hard to take a knee here. We're going to keep playing. And if something happens, it happens.
0: I think you nailed it. In fact, I think Doris and Blake need to get me like a Red Wing old school Joe Lewis goal horn when you nail the buy-in that we have by the players to the coaching staff is number one. My question that I saw, right, because I remember week 11, week 12, when they hadn't won a game yet, when the, the coaching looks like that Dan Campbell couldn't make a, the right coach in a Pop Warner game. Um, but the resilience that he stuck to, what is the biggest thing? Because you've seen a lot of coaches and you've seen a lot of, of learning curves and guys, what makes Dan what what was the ability to, that Dan Campbell had to get better as a coach because he definitely got better as a coach in calling plays and calling timeouts as the season went on.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And, the, and uh, just the thing about uh, calling plays, that's a tricky that's a tricky deal when you when you change uh, when you change roles. In midstream, and he took you know, he took over the play calling from offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn, who later you know they parted company after the season. And really, as soon as you saw the shift and, and and Campbell calling plays, you knew something was you know you knew likely you know that Anthony Lynn wasn't going to wasn't going to be back. But I think that I think that they the, the, you know they practiced with a purpose, they played with a purpose, and they had a reason for what they were doing. He wasn't just pulling plays out of his out of his ear or anywhere else for that matter who's actually, you know, actually had, had something going. I also think this, and and this is, this is probably one of the key elements with any team was that he, he improved the quarterback. You know, I just think that that, that golf was a much better player after Dan Campbell took over the play calling than he was before, for some reason. And, you know, I'm not taking sides on this, but it just didn't seem to click with Anthony Lynn and what, you know, when, Came to the at, at the bye week after eight games, and Campbell saw that and had the feeling, "Well, look, this just isn't going to work. Why just you know tough it out for you know nine more games and ten more weeks, whatever it is, and, and just hope gets you know it gets better, and then we'll take care of it next year." No, he took immediate action and said, "Look, we're going to do this now. I've got a still a fairly young quarterback, twenty six, turn twenty seven, in golf that you know, Jared Goff." that needs development here in our system and I thought look it's not an easy thing to do it really isn't because you've got other assistant coaches on that team who you know, all these guys interact the offensive team staff does the defensive staff does and but he he did what he thought he had to do and it worked it really did.
2: Mike, am I crazy to think I look at the Arizona Cardinals and it wasn't that long ago three years ago to be precise. <laughs> They were terrible. People thought that this was going to be a bad franchise for years to come. They bit the bullet. They loaded up on some picks. They got a great deal. Make no mistake about that. Last year, they knocked on the door. This year, they kicked it in. Is is it crazy to think that they're on the same kind of trajectory as, say, the Cardinals?
1: No, it's not. Uh, well, there's a lot of reasons you're crazy. This isn't one of
3: them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been, i been well. I was holding that back. No, I don't think. I don't think it's. You know, it can happen. It certainly can. I don't know if you can go from three wins to you know eleven and eleven and six just like sure. that. But 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 it's 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 certainly a start in the right direction. And the other thing you've got to keep in mind, though, as you move up the ladder, it gets tougher. You know, it doesn't get easier. It gets tougher. It's it's one thing to go from three, 13 and one to let's just say six and eleven or whatever that is to get to nine, 10, 11, 12 wins. when you start getting into the lead company. It, it, it gets you know it gets harder to move up higher as you go along really because you have less room, you know, less margin for error too. But I think you're right and that's that's a pretty good analogy. The difference being though that they had a you know a younger quarterback than Kyler Murray, you know, drafted first overall. This is only his third year. We got Jared Goff going into his seventh year and he's pretty much is what, what he's going to be, although I think he improved as a player. I think his anticipation was better. I think he had a better feel for his wide receivers. I still think he could you know I still think they could add to that unit either in the draft or free agency. I'm talking about wide receivers or in both. I thought that was aside from Amon Ross St Brown, the rookie, who was just a what a wonder the oh. wonder kid from you know from really not I wouldn't say out of nowhere because he played at Southern Cal, but who could have expected that but 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 they, they still need a couple of guys to go with that unit.
0: Um, Mike, one last question. I'm going to bring it back around to Nick Lindstrom and Steve Eisman and we're going to talk talk about this. But, but from your perspective, from being around the city and and knowing the different guys or whatever, what what it was your reaction or whatever when you when you hear something like this move being made in you know one of the big organizations in town?
1: Well, I think it's terrific. You know, it really is. It's it's uh, first of all it starts with a guy who made his bones so to speak as a player and steve eiserman and then in the next phase you know he had a role here with the detroit red wings and then became what was he the general manager for exactly his title down in tampa bay and so he's he comes here with a background at every level you know he was you know the olympic uh, the canadian olympic team all of that stuff you know he's got a track record and that track has been pretty good and so I trust what he does. I think trust is a very important thing in leadership. Leadership positions in anything, whether it's you know me working in the press room at the Detroit News with you know a general, you know a boss and all that, or whether it's in sports that you do trust that the people making the decisions and in, in front of you and above you are making the right decisions for the right reasons. And so, yeah, I think this this makes a lot of sense. If you just start bringing back the old guys, just because you know, hey, okay, we're going to get a, a keg of beer and some burgers and have a good time. That's one thing, but you're bringing them in to play key so, roles and, and do, do real work. That's what's important. And, I, I, and then I, I have, you know, the little bit of hockey that I covered, I have tremendous faith in Steve Eiserman that he's doing the right thing.
0: Because that's a great point, because I think that from what I hear from you um, and talking to you over this whole season is that there is a glimmer the Lions, Detroit Lions are not the Detroit Red Wings organization behind the scenes, but there is a glimmer of something that's positive being built there. And as Lions fans, it's something that we, have, we haven't seen here in a long time. Would that be fair? Well,
1: I, I think that would be fair. And I think if you go back to that game where they won their first game of the season and you see the locker room celebration, uh, Dan Campbell stood in front of his players and, and said, Welcome to Detroit. I thought that was wherever that came from a stroke of genius. I just think that uh, to be a successful leader, you have to you have to have a grasp of the moment of the right time. And Dan Campbell has that grasp, in my opinion.
0: Can I appreciate you. Um, I'm at Harpos for wrestling, but get the base ready. We might be grinding it up at Harpos sometimes. <laughs> so catch him at DetroitLions.com uh definitely it's going to be an exciting time around here because of brad holmes and the detroit lions and the decisions that they're going to make to make this team better just like they did this year so thanks for joining us as always uh we're going to take a break here at the mccarty show when we come back shawty b and i are going to talk some detroit red wing hockey thanks for joining us here mccarty show am 760 wjr
3: from the golden tower of the fisher building this is the darren mccarty show with sean belegian and red wings legend darren mccarty on 760 wjr where detroit comes to talk
0: all right friday night i hope I, craig mccarty's not around anymore but i hope Roberta mccarty was listening to that when you heard that cop from the copper top of the fisher building the darren mccarty show in wrestling it's called a pop sean i just popped that was awesome um Brandon, uh, you mentioned you might have a goal horn there for me to, to hear when great things are said. That is that is so cool because I'm going to use that. That's for you, Shawnee B. Oh, and, I, and before we get into the Red Wing talk and the hiring of Nick Lindstrom and why it's not putting the band back together, it's putting the ultra super uh, elite band back together. But I want you to elaborate a little bit on that. Um, comparison between the Lions and the Cardinals because you get the horn because of what you see might be in the future. You want to elaborate on that in the record, so to speak? Yeah, you know,
2: it's funny. If you think back to 2018, I mean, for the nerds out there, the Cardinals were a disaster, an absolute disaster. Remember, you know, Bruce Arians had fled and, you know, people were saying they were going to be bad for years and, and they were horrible that year. Tell me if this sounds familiar. They had three wins. And I might add that is pre-Kyler Murray, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, They went out, they got Kyler Murray, they finished 5-10-1, then they went 8-8, and and now they're a playoff team. And um, we talked about it on this show. I know I talked about it in other places as well. Uh, The Lions aren't going to take a quarterback this year. I'd be drop-dead stunned if they took a quarterback this year. I think the quarterback comes next year. I, I really, truly do. And you know what? You make the picks work for you. You continue to build on that foundation, and now you can go around and you can say, well i'm I'm gonna put a bar over there. I, I'm gonna put a little luxury thing over there and i'm I'm gonna put uh, you know what, I'm gonna put the hot tub over there. You can start to do a little bit of that luxury shopping that Mike O'Hara was just talking about, where you have to add some pieces and 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 some of those quote unquote sexy pieces. There's a good foundation. I'm not saying stop build that as well, but now you can go. Ooh, I, I, I like this Drake London. I like this Justin Ross. You know, whatever the case may be, and, and it fits. So this is the long game, Darren. They're not going to be a lot better the next year. I, I hate to say it, and I'm cool with it because there's a direction now. And if it turns out like the Cardinals, I think we'll all be happy.
0: It's Sean because of who is building, right, your house and who's mm-hmm. doing the deck and who's doing the outside, because what did we, were we just shown? And and I always relate this back to my partner in crime on the daily on Woodward uh, Neil rule, uh, the voice of the Oakland Grizzlies is that he always says, look at what Brad Holmes did. He got guys. Now they got stats in the NFL, which means they got playing time, which means they are players, which means the guy making the choice. Allah like Steve Iserman is a guy you can trust. So, it's more or less instead of you going out and going, let's get this, get this, get this, you're asking this gentleman going, what should we get next? What do we get next? And that's the interesting part about building it. Now, Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, it, it sort of fell into them with Kyler Murray. It's not going to be that easy um, of a path. But I think that what you say, Sean, is so poignant. is something that makes me excited getting into the draft season and this to see – which way direction the lines are going. Now we know they're building, they're starting the Detroit Red Wings organization is along the way. Steve Iser makes another great ploy uh this week and announcing uh Nick Lindstrom, uh director of whatever he wants. Um, you know, just <laughs> that's, that pretty much pretty much it. And uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I was down i was down what was it announced wednesday uh yeah. i think it was announced wednesday it was either tuesday or wednesday but i was down because the bobble had the grind line just released the, the new bobble heads uh drapes malts joey myself and um which is great so joey drapes and my i my, i were down there and and drapes you know had told us this was going on and stuff like this and and just like typical fashion drape says well i wonder if he's going to do some work but <laughs> but it oh and we all say this facetiously, because I mentioned to you two before the break about putting the band back together, the super band. You gotta understand when you look at who these guys are, the former players, the guys that have won, their number one pedigree, right? Is their work ethic, right? So whatever they do, they will be great at it because they work towards it. And the fact that they're doing it again together, right? Look at the cuffs there. You got and mentioned three of them between Stevie Drapes and Stevie Drapes and Nick, right? I'm just, I hey, Sean. I want to get your take on it. The, I'm the happiest for Homer because Homer gets a, another chauffeur job, and we don't have to worry about him. So he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna fire up the reindeer or do whatever Nick needs done. We're gonna be safe. The boys are back. It's it, it's all good. So um, you were mentioning something <laughs> about ten years ago. Yeah. You know what? When I worked in the
2: OHL one day, you know, I, I was doing the radio show at the time. And uh one day I asked a bunch of scouts that came in the building. And, and and as you know, Mac, I mean, for the benefit of people out there that don't know, you could have 15 scouts in the house one night. You could have 25 scouts in the house one night. And most of these guys played in the league. And, and so I asked every one of them, what makes Nick Lidstrom, you know, the, the incredible player that he is. And Darren, Every single one of them, I mean, jaw-dropping on the floor, every single one of them said something along the lines of his mind, his hockey sense, and how cerebral he is. Every one. It wasn't 14 out of 15. It was 15 out of 15. Do I want a guy like that in my front office whose mind is always thinking a step ahead of everybody else? You betcha. I don't care if his name's Nick Lidstrom or Eric Dortch. I want that oh, guy. You don't want that guy front in your front office. office. That guy that everybody knows is just a step of every ahead of everybody else from a, a hockey intelligence, from a f- cerebral standpoint. Yes, yes, yes. Sign me in. I
0: don't know about the hockey sense as much, but the positive cerebral ability when you're mentioning Nick Lidstrom you know what it's my favorite i put greg from shelby mr positive warriors. In, in there also on a friday night greg how you doing buddy
3: warriors you start with a dream and then you believe your thoughts become magic and then you achieve oh my god d-mac shawnee b i am honored that you put me in with the perfect human nicholas lindstrom and stevie eiserman top four greatest all-around players to ever play hockey. Oh my god, I could cry. Dmac, oh you're beautiful. Oh you're you beautiful.
0: You nailed it, buddy, and you sound like you're feeling better. How's the health? Everything going? Everything going better? Doing what you need to do?
3: Yes, I am. Thank you very much for asking, Dmac. I'm going in a very positive direction. Oh, you're Ooh, beautiful. It's
4: the only way that's you can all, go. Absolutely.
3: That's all that
0: that, that's all that matters, and I think here I'm going to give you, and thanks for calling as always, Greg, but a little bit of positivity here on this Friday, January 14th, is the fact that we just heard from Mr. Mike O'Hara that, that you know what, the attitude, the fact that the, the buy-in ability from the players, from the organization of the Lions, gives us some hope. Obviously, the Red Wings gives us some hope um with with the boys coming back together because it's the guy it's the work ethic and it's the job that they're gonna do they will not be denied so in saying that greg it's a great always great to hear from you and you keep that positively we always look forward to hearing from you so
3: Love um, you. thank you d
0: you you got it buddy uh on that note, we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break but uh, i want to get into this football weekend this is a brand new something new with an extra extra playoff team we didn't talk about last week I wanted to get your thoughts uh the Raiders kicking the field goal and the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers making it in something and and the elephant in the room Sean Matt Stafford Monday night we got to talk about it here Darren McCarty show AM 760 Wjr
3: this is the Darren McCarty show on 760 Wjr where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend Darren McCarty.
0: As we turn the corner here on this Friday of January 14th, what did you, Shawnee, what did you think of the national championship game? Georgia Kirby Smart finally getting it done against his uh, former mentor and Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. That was... Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it?
2: Mac, that was the team that uh, I, I think we were all stunned was missing in the sec championship game. Uh, I mean, uh, just a ferocious defense. Uh, I loved the game. Absolutely love the game. I I know that the fourth quarter is when all the fireworks happen and everything, but I love the whole game. And, you know, I was joking with Paul W in the morning. I, I have no business staying up till 1215 when I got to be up so early in the morning, but uh, there's no way I was going to miss that. That it's such a bittersweet thing for me because you know I anybody that knows me, I love college football. I, I I've been blessed to call it, uh, it. You know, as as the years have gone on, my love for college football continues to grow. And then when it's over, you're like, because you know we have to wait another eight months to, to to see more college football. But fantastic game and and props to Georgia. No longer the bridesmaid.
4: Uh, I, I loved it. I, I, was sitting at work had the big screen right in front of me. So I enjoyed it. And, uh, like you said, fireworks were in the fourth quarter. I, I, I told my wife that I was sitting there looking at it. One minute it was nine to six. I looked away for two seconds. When I look back, it was, you know, 33 to 20 or something like that. It just seemed like it all happened in a flash, but, uh, I tweeted out, I think I actually tweeted it to Sean. I said, it's just a sign that, you know, one game is an indicative of a season, Georgia, had, had a rough go of it in the sec championship. They, they, you know, they got their minds, right. They got everything together. They get into the national championships against Alabama and they do exactly what they knew they were capable of doing. And that's a, gr- it's a very good Alabama football team. So it says a lot that Georgia was able to kind of overcome and get rid of the ghosts and go on to get a national championship.
0: On this remind me, but um, the, the Georgia team, the Arizona Cardinals, to me, are like the Georgia Bulldogs in the playoffs this year. And they don't play, until, uh, they don't play to Monday until they play stop from the Rams. So that's the last game. We'll wait to get to that. But Dorchy, yep. big playoff weekend. We got NFL action all over the place for all you betters. We're going to do the Darren McCarty uh, picks. So, uh, first game, I believe.
4: Is In the what the Las Vegas Raiders against these uh Cincinnati Bengals, where Cincinnati is giving up five and a half points to those Raiders?
0: Wow, I'll let you go first, Dorchy. What do you think?
4: Uh, I'm going with the Raiders. I like what I saw out of Cincinnati this year. I think that that uh, oh, I think that uh, the quarterback receiver tandem is going to be great for them down the road. I think they need a little bit more. I need just a few more pieces to figure it out. And then they're going to be a very tough team in that division. But uh, I like the Raiders. I, I got to give car a chance. Got to give him a chance.
0: All right. Um, Sean. I like the Bengals a
2: lot. Uh, sorry to be the anti-dorch. I, I I've liked the Bengals all year though. I mean, we talked sorry about it when they came in
0: anti-dorch. here.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, seriously. We <laughs> talked about it when they came in here. I thought a lot of people were sleeping on the Bengals. They kind of proved me right, which is hard to do. Um, I, I I like the Bengals in that one. I I think the Bengals by ten.
5: Okay,
0: get in on this, kid.
5: Bengals, and they probably have the best receiver room in the NFL right now, and that's yep. going to be the difference. And Joe Burrow is incredible. Eric's been a notorious Joe Burrow hater, and I think oh, that's, that's where this that, comes from.
4: That's because I I like Justin Herbert. I like the 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 even though Joe Burrow's him. better. Yeah, okay, well, let, let's see, buddy. We got a little ways to go on this conversation, uh, but I, I I do like Joe Burrow. I, I was proven wrong on Joe Burrow. I've told you that multiple times.
5: He's good at football.
4: What do you like, Mac?
0: I, I You know what? Whew, this, this is a tough one, but I, I got to go Cincinnati because I think that it's one of the – I can see him losing. I can see him winning, but you know what? They're, they're that youthful unpredictableness that I'm going to go with. So mm-hmm. I got the Bengals here.
4: If I'm I, right about this, I get to come to Sean's next barbecue. That's my deal. I'm the oh, only one that I get to come be... to the
0: next barbecue. Oh, you're, tra- you're trying to drop a gold chip um, on a oh. freaking...
5: <laughs> Eric, I'll bring go, you a cup dude, of coffee. you we're talking
0: a fast food game, <laughs> you and you're trying to five-star die. Oh, Move on. Oh. Next game. That's <laughs> oh. where we're no. Cup,
5: yeah, of, that's coffee, you're, that's cup of coffee, though. Cup of coffee. I get a cup
4: of coffee, yeah. Uh. Next game, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is giving up four and a half to the Pats. Uh, Blake, I'll let you go first here, buddy.
5: Josh Allen. He has a strong arm, and he loves the cold weather.
0: Absolutely. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. He does not have proper circulation in his feet. He does not play well in cold weather. <laughs> he's going to take some pills to take a, care of that. It might be a wintry game, and it's going to be kept to the ground. I'm going with the hoodie on the three-peat and Bill Belichick. You can't turn down New England. This is like this conversation is like the Brady conversation. And I think you got to go stock with, with the blue chipper and I'm going with new England. Sean,
2: Josh Allen has proven everybody wrong forever and a day. I, I mean, Look, it's no secret I I have an unnatural crush on the guy. I do. I love watching him play. Uh, he's going to find a way. I I am going the Bills. I mean, I'm sticking I said Green Bay Buffalo before the, the start of the season. I'm going to stick with it and uh it just so happens that the greatest coach of all is standing in Josh Allen's way.
4: Yep. yep. Look, there's a reason that for 3 weeks my fantasy football team's name was I have Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. He's that good. Forget poor circulation. I'll buy him some wool socks. His feet will be fine. It's the, it's the bills. It's absolutely the bills.
0: What's next?
4: Uh, Up next on Sunday, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay giving eight and a half, Mac.
2: Okay, Tampa. That was fun. What's the next game? (laughs) That
4: was pretty quick. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have the.
0: Wait, you think it's that easy? Tampa Bay. Yes. Without the receiving core.
2: Yes, it, it was a cute season for Philly. Like, honestly, they, they over-exceeded all expectations, but no, not down there, no. Are you no, guys no.
5: believers in Jalen Hurts?
2: I like him. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I like him. I do. I, I don't know how much I like him, but I like him.
5: I like him if they can get the
4: right pieces in there to kind of help him out. I think he's not going to be the person that's going to hurt you on that offense, but they, he's definitely going to need Marjous. some people around him.
0: Jalen Hurts and
4: Lamar Jackson I think he's Lamar Jackson with a little better arm In my opinion uh, Okay next up you have the San Francisco 49ers taking Lamar on the Jackson Dallas Cow-
0: or, Hey who would you take Do you like Jalen Hurts Better than Lamar Jackson
4: No Not right now no
0: no. I'm just no. asking so you guys think yeah. it's uh, Tampa and a lock I'm taking Philly Plus a point Oh okay. he's going dorks I think there's for a cup of
2: coffee that. for everyone. <laughs> for a cup
4: of coffee. There we go. What do you
0: got next, Eric? Uh
4: up next the San Francisco 49ers head to Dallas, take on the Cowboys. Dallas is spotting a field goal. Three points.
2: Who wants it? Blake, you go first, Blake.
3: Yeah, Blake, you go first.
5: Blake, you go first. first. Sam Fran. That run game is incredible. Jimmy G looked okay last week, but I'll take that run game and that defense, and that's gonna travel.
2: Okay. I'm with you. I, I, I Dallas is so up and down. Frisco's the one team I think that a lot of people said, I don't know if I want to play them. I, I think it's a perfect recipe, especially with the Cowboys, a Cowboy team that hasn't been real stellar at home. I like the Niners outright in that game. I really do.
4: Yeah, as much as I love Jason Fistler and his Cowboys, uh, I have to go with the 49ers on this one. The Cowboys have a lot of, th- a lot of talent. I just don't know that it's all going to click together. This 49ers team is surprisingly good, Mac.
0: You know what? I think that what San Fran uh, did last week carries in that room with the veterans that they have. So I got San Fran too. Okay. we are
5: uh, going to be wrong.
0: That's that's a given now. And and Jason's going to be impossible
4: to deal with on Sunday when we all talk to him. Uh, In the biggest spread of the week, uh, the Steelers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is giving 12 and a half, Sean.
2: This is, um, Dorch, this reminds me of what we were talking about with the championship game. I wish I could take the image of the Chiefs absolutely routing the Steelers just a couple weeks ago out of my head. I'm not Mm -hmm. joking. I wish I could just remove it from my memory bank I happen to watch that game. Uh, the Steelers were hapless against them. Uh, I, I like the Chiefs and I would lay the points. Okay. Okay.
0: Mac? I mean, Ben can't move. Ben can't throw. Um, it just, the way that it, it fell together for him, I mean, how can you not take Kansas City and the points with? the fact that they have to play this week, the fact that they got to get things going. Well, uh, you got to think you see the real Kansas city chiefs here and they're going to cover. Yeah. Double B
5: cover one for big Ben. Come on. It'll be funny. (laughs) Big Ben will be all over the field falling over himself. It's going to be incredible. I I just want him to cover. Don't get embarrassed. It's big Ben's last game.
4: All right. So just keep it on the 10. That's fine. Um, Yeah. I mean, unless Najee Harris can like break the single game rushing record, I don't think they're going to be able to do this. Uh, This is a Kansas city team that it's playoff time. They're going to turn it on. No more of the mistakes. So yeah, I, I, Kansas city is going to win this one uh, pretty handedly, I think. And then lastly, Mac, you've been teasing the game all week. So we'll let you go first. Monday night, Arizona Cardinals take on the Los Angeles Rams led by Matt Stafford. The Rams are giving four to the Cardinals.
0: I mean, this is this is sort of everything you sort of sort of wanted. We saw with Stafford, seventeen-point lead, home game, all the different stuff. Is this the point where everything that has gone against Arizona and everything we've downplayed them—they can't play in December, January—is this their coming-out party? I gotta think so. I gotta think so. Who who? it Sean. It comes down to me. I'm going to Arizona. I just admit it comes down to who's going to perform out of their shell and do something different, Kyler Murray or Matt Stafford, and I'm going Kyler Murray. Arizona.
2: Completely different team on the road. They're 8-1, 8-1 and, one. Eight and one on the road. And obviously, uh, you, you heard Kelly Stafford complain during the week about the lack of support out in California I think they were worried about their avocado toast. I don't know what the situation is there, but with that being said, I think I think the Cardinals went outright. I really do.
0: Out uh, of course. But, yeah. but but I get your point. Yeah.
2: Uh, I
4: completely agree. I, I have the Cardinals in this one. Look, Stafford and Cup, they both had great years. This looks to be the situation for Stafford. I just don't think it's the situation year one. Uh, I like Arizona. I, I'm... I'm a big Kyler Moran, and it almost goes to, Sean, you were talking about how the Arizona got Kyler, and I think he's been a big part, but I think what it is is that uh, the coach came in and did everything he could to facilitate for Kyler. He didn't try to make Kyler fit. He fit to Kyler, and that's what's helped him a lot. So I like Arizona in this one, Brandon.
5: Rams, I think that Arizona is the S word, soft. I, don't, I think the Rams are soft as well, but I think Arizona is softer, I think that it's similar to their season last year. The Yes. Wow, battle of the Charmans, Brad. <laughs> coming down the stretch, though, they didn't play as well. They remind me a lot of the Steelers team from last year that was, what, 11-0 and and then kind of fell apart down the stretch. I think we're going to see that out of Arizona. here.
2: Fair enough. Looking forward to I love this weekend. This is such yeah. a great weekend, especially adding it to Monday night now. Oh, Just yeah. a fantastic weekend.
4: Yeah, plenty of football. It's, it's nice. going to be
5: so cold, you don't want to leave the house.
0: hmm That's a great point. <laughs> Excuse me, because it segues into the to the last segment. Because on this first weekend of football wild card all through Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I can't wait to hear what's on the barbecue <laughs> and what's in the microwave. We'll get to that when we take a break. We come back here. Darren McCarty, show AM 760 WJR.
3: This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend Darren McCarty. Yes,
0: again, thanks for joining us here on this uh, Friday night uh, AM 760 WJR. Darren McCarty Show, Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch, yes,
1: yes. yes. mm- yes. and
0: graced by the presence of, yes, Brandon yes.
3: Like, yeah. his, his
0: league, boys. Big oh, yeah. sexy. Big sexy doing a heck of a job. Anyways, I'm gonna start with you, Brandon, since you are on the ones and twos. Um, do you have microwavable treats for I, yourself for i the do overnights or you do? Can you please uh elaborate for so, because they're very worried
5: about your well being. So I haven't seen you guys in what, has it been like three, four months? I've seen Eric. I saw you last night. Yeah, 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 I know, but I'm talking about the other two. Yeah, the important uh, people. I've uh, since I probably saw Mac last. I think I've lost 40 pounds. Attaboy. So break. I, uh, I've been eating, but stress when I- of that, stress that, that promotion, <laughs> yeah, the business world. Now. Mitch album oh, has just boy made enough. me not want to eat anymore.
4: <laughs> Uncle Mitch has him burning left and right. <laughs> no, Way so to go, Uncle
0: Mitch. <laughs> I, uh, Uncle Mitch, is that the next. Tuesdays with Mario's Uncle Mitch's Weight Loss Program. That's
5: his diet plan. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get it's in trouble for Raven this. Place. You guys are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> That's um, the idea.
3: That's
5: the idea. Uh, so, no, I've been, uh, when I work overnights, I, I hit the lean cuisines. So, I got a nice Is lean a cuisine, boy? chicken parm, and then just some like little snacks. And I try to eat before midnight so that I'm not, you know, going home right after eating. Kind of i know that feeling absolutely
0: you're obviously doing something properly if you're trying to unless you're not if you're trying to gain 40 pounds and you're not doing a good job <laughs> no i
5: wanted like, to lose weight for the wedding
0: <laughs> well so. that that's also too again uh and and again you make career decisions like like that and you you never know so i'm proud of you was great choice uh sean um what about this wildcard? Have you put Cause I know you and you probably put some thought into it because there's going to be a lot of TV time this weekend, right? A lot of football and stuff like this. So, um, what is Eric not going to be able to eat on the grill this weekend at your house? You know
2: what? Uh, no smoker this weekend. Uh, it's, it's smoker. when it gets really, yeah. When it no gets smoker. Re- When it gets really cold like this, it's tough to maintain temperature. So uh, the Blackstone's getting rolled out, and and we're going healthy in honor of uh, Brandon Blake. I'm getting big, greasy sausages
3: (laughs) and um,
2: sliders. uh, Greasy, greasy sliders uh, that's going to spill grease all over uh, my driveway. It wouldn't be the first time, as you guys well know, but uh, sliders and sausages.
4: So Brandon lost forty pounds and Sean found it. Is what oh, happened. Oh,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna gain it all I back. Love it. There it is. Hey, Sean, <laughs> I took off twenty five
0: last year. I'll take it yeah. all. Put it all back. <laughs> on. Put
4: it all right
3: back. On. Good for
5: you, man.
2: Hey, Attaboy. Sean,
0: what do you go with um, as far as like sides? Like when you when you go with like the sausages and the sliders and stuff like this, is it as easy as just? Uh, do you deep fry like some fries? Do you you know like what? Do you go with French fries? Do you go like what? What what have you found a great accompaniment?
2: Yeah. You know what? When you do, when you do, when you do sliders, you need fries. I mean, period. End of story. I mean, you just do sausages. You just need a sausage on the side. All right. I got the Italian sausage here. I got the hot Italian there and I got like the Motor City style there. So that's my side for sausages. More sausages. Have you have you done
5: breakfast on the Blackstone?
2: Uh, yes, it's phenomenal. I, I'm a big what? breakfast guy, so yeah. uh, yes, it's absolutely phenomenal.
5: And then the cleanup's got to be so easy. That's great. It's
2: incredible, yes.
1: <laughs>
5: we'll be over at Sean's yeah. at 5 a.m.
2: Sounds
0: good. <laughs> where
4: I
2: where I get my cup of coffee.
0: All right,
1: there
0: we go. <laughs> down for the weekend is the viewing pleasures uh, strictly dialed in for football. I know that anybody who's going down to the Wings game uh tomorrow night uh i will be down there doing game day live and also i think i am signing autographs in the concourse beforehand so anybody who's down there come and can say you. hello but i'm looking forward to um i'm looking forward to the playoff weekend football weekend i think that uh you know even though the, the, like the pittsburgh game and we're talking about the philly the tampa game but still there's an outside chance that this is the NFL's professional sports that anything can happen. What are you guys looking forward to football? Same yeah.
2: thing. I, I love this time of year. It's an underrated there, time of year because, there, because, a, you know, I mean, Mac, you know, me, I mean, more often than not, I'm, I'm just watching hockey anyway. And, you know, this is just one of those things for me, You know, you look at a day like tomorrow and and the football starts later. It's fantastic that you've got a few one o'clock and even a two o'clock game tomorrow. So I'm going to be an absolute good for nothing more than I usually am tomorrow from about one o'clock until about one in the morning.
4: Yeah, the missus made her uh, famous chicken enchiladas. So before I have to go to work, I'm going to eat a pan of those and uh, just watch football. And then once I get to work, I'll watch a little more football. That's the that's the weekend and I'm completely fine with it.
0: Question. I noticed, I think it's uh, the four o'clock game or whatever, but there's a Nickelodeon game, right? Ah, there's a Nickelodeon yeah. game this this Get Saturday, signed. right? No, no. I'm talking about um, how they do the broadcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, that, yeah. Nickelodeon yeah. Broadcast. Is that something that you guys will uh, tune into? Because I know I definitely will throw it on, especially like I'm one of those that uh, has two TVs. So if there's a touchdown watching it real time, I'll throw it over there for the replay, just to see the slime. You guys the same? I, you know
2: what? I, I I've done it before. I don't know if I'm going to tune back in. I got to be honest. It was, it was, I, I, it was cute. I, you know, I'm not against it, but I, I think I'm going to leave it on with the meat and potatoes. Mike McCarthy
5: yeah, I, said he'll get slimed if they win.
2: Oh, okay. I'll watch yeah, just no, for that. <laughs> I,
4: I jump around. I'm, I'm one of those people. I jump around. So there's games on. I'll jump around. I'll probably flip over to that broadcast for a little bit just to see it's something different it's something fun but i i'm kind of with sean just give me the uh the usual straightforward broadcast for a good point of it
0: you're just gonna jump around eh? just house the pain in it all over the town there it is that's him eric Dorch. well well i guess it's going to be exciting we'll get some things to talk sean last question here detroit red wings on this friday january 14th playoff team or not? No. Eric Dorch, playoff team or not? Brandon Blake, playoff team or not?
5: I haven't watched enough to make a valid point, so I'm going to say no because they said no.
0: He said Uh, no. You're a follower. You follow just so well. Uncle Mitch has taught you well. For Brandon Blake, Eric Dorch, Shotty B, yes, I'm D-Mac. Be safe out there. Have a great weekend. See y'all.
5: Later.